35. With only a ninth grade education under her belt, she was measurably college ready. If only there were still colleges, she would be all set. A packet of beef jerky sat on the counter next to her book, and she absentmindedly dipped her hand into it, pulling out the last morsel and a silica gel pack. She tossed the silica gel and the empty packet in the trash and popped the final scrap of jerky in her mouth where she drew the salty, savory experience out as long as she could. The end of the jerky brought her back from fantasies of higher education, back into her current reality. She still had food, but provisions were running low. Tomorrow would have to be another supply run. The hike to Dorothy's supply station took roughly ninety minutes. She got an early start to beat the heat, but found the ground still moist from the previous night's rain, and as the sun climbed, that translated into uncomfortable humidity. She pulled one of two water bottles from her knapsack and downed the last swallow less than halfway to her goal. The second bottle was for the walk back, so she would just have to not be thirsty for the rest of the hike there. Four ribbons, each a different color, hung from a tree in front of her, She paused to inspect them. Though still distinct, the sun had done a good job of bleaching them over the past month. Soon they would all fade to white, and she would need to replace them before that happened. This was the last tree to harbor all four colors. Blue and green diverged from here, splitting off in separate directions leading to clothing and medicine. Red and yellow continued along together until they split up to follow trails, leading to food and, the least visited area, bowling. Of the four locations, the one with food was, unfortunately, entirely unsuitable for human occupancy. It was a small neighborhood grocery store, with a huge section of outer wall missing, exposing it to the elements. The inside provided adequate shelter from rain, but she needed better protection from the cold and from whatever predators might be roaming the earth. Of the other three locations, Dorothy's choice to settle into the Hallmark store as her home base was born not only of its creature comforts, but also its proximity to a hardware store in the same strip mall. Several appliances once for sale there remained connected and functional, and the decision came down to laundry. Much easier to spend the day hiking to fill a knapsack with supplies than to drag a duffel bag of dirty clothes four miles each way. Toward the end of her journey, red and yellow parted as well. The final two-color tree landmark put her about ten minutes out from her destination. She followed the red, rapidly becoming pink ribbons, visible every twenty yards or so, though in truth she had essentially memorized the route. The ribbons would stay, however, and she would replace them with ones easier to spot. As much as she didn't need them now... At some point the Wisconsin winter would come, and these woods would look unfamiliar under a blanket of snow. Her quarry at last came into view. The shop stood alone in a small clearing, its outer walls ragged, as if wrenched away from whatever larger urban structure it had been part of. Dorothy approached cautiously, mindful of scavengers. On her first visit to this store, She had pulled all the fresh meats and deli foods, too spoiled for her to eat, 
and thrown them into the woods for any animals who took an interest. Evidently the locals had gratefully received her gift, as none of it remained when she returned for her second supply run. She never saw whatever ate it, and without the benefit of a thank-you note she had no way of knowing what sorts of critters she had made happy or encouraged to return for more. Seeing no animals outside, she ventured in. Here she did find Fauna. The rainbow rats had returned, scurrying about with varying degrees of purpose. At least three dozen meandered about her, each one a different bright and solid color, for all the world like a giant comical box of rodent-shaped crayons. "'Git!' she shouted, waving her arms. "'Go on, shoo!' Most looked up at the noise, and then all of them bolted gracelessly into various hidey holes among the shelves of canned goods, chittering and squeaking.